This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We've been enjoying our time with Rashiva Barlopiansky from Yeshiva Gedola, Greater Washington in Silver Spring. Many of our students have gone to the Yeshiva. Yeshiva is a very uh, wonderful Yeshiva. It's all right. Yeshiva that does allow, as a call it a college program, that boys will go outside the campus for, yeshiva, uh, for, for college. Those who would like to know more about it, possibly speak to Rashiva afterwards. If not, as representative of Shmuel Kiffel is here to ask, answer any questions regarding the Yeshiva College program. Rolopiansky um, is going to share with us some words of Hashkafa coming from Chomish, and then we can open up to ask any questions in Hashkafa that um, are on our minds. It's very nice to be here. It's, it's an extraordinary program. We've been here many times, and we've had many Bachrim. We've learned here, Bachrim have come to us. And uh, it's Baruch Hashem, it's one of the very, very um, strong programs in Etz Yisrael that does a lot in bringing people to um, where they should be and so on. So let's start off with a thought. Um, in the past week, Sedra, we have the, um, we have the, the, the prescription for the standard Baruch in Kali Yisrael. When a person wants to give a bracha in Kali Yisrael, the brachas we give our children Friday night in Kippur, it says, He tells the children that in you, Kali Yisrael will bless the children. That's the bracha that has been established to, um, to, to as, as, the, as the format for all brachas to come. Rashi says, B'cho Yivarech Yisrael, Havo Levarech Esbonav Yivarechim B'Bechosom, V'yom Ha'ishtab No Yisim Ha'kim K'fayim from Nasha. That is what the bracha is. If you look a few sedras back, it says, V'nivrechu um, V'cha, it says, HaKadosh Baruch told Avrom Avinu, that all nations of the world will be misbarich with you. So Rashi says, what does that mean? What does it mean? That when a person has a child and he wants to wish him the best, he says you should be like Avram. And any time it says that people shall be blessed in you, it doesn't mean that your presence will create blessings. It means that you will um, give that 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 people will use you as a paradigm for blessing. And the pasuk that's proof of it is and he brings our Pasik as an analogy, as an analogous uh, concept of Nivrachobacha. So, so, I know saying something. Avraham Avinu is told by Kaddish Baruch Hu that he becomes the paradigm of blessings. And that is the paradigm of blessings. And, and if the Torah says so, this is, this, is a, a, this is a permanent fixture of the world. And now Kaddish has a different blessing. It is a Frayim and Menashe are financially greater than Avram? Why don't we say Avram? I mean, why do we say Simchal Kim Kefrayim Chemnasha and not say Yisimchal Kim Kevram? The Lasha is also a bit different. Here it says Yisimchal Kim Kefrayim Nasha, and here Rashi says Tehei Adam Lebnoi Tehei Kevram. You should become like Avram. There's some sort of semblance of difference. So I, I think I'd like to maybe ponder a minute the difference in these two brachas. Every bracha is an, um, a, a, a desire, a tefillah, depending on different nuances, that you should get a lot more out of what was. 
you want some sort of chidush that wasn't there before. So, for instance, if a person were to take ten seeds and plant them in the ground, and what, what he gets is one plant of ten seeds, that's klala, not a bracha. If you get out of the ground what you put in, that's called a klala. A bracha is, you put in ten seeds, and you got a hundred seeds out of it. Any increase that wasn't there, any, any ribui, any extra, that's called a bracha. That's what we want in a bracha. So when we take someone who is not a Jew, and we say that you have it in yourself to become a new person, you become somebody much greater, you become an Avram. The Gemara says that Avram is called the Av for all Gerim. That's why a Ger, the Ramam says in the Spirit of Bikurim, a Ger can say, because Avram is the Av for all Gerim. So somewhere along the line, there is a blessing called Avram that allows for everyone to become something that he wasn't before. That's bracha. And that's the bracha every Umasolom enjoy. But what about a Jew? What, what, what possibilities do we have? To become something we're not, we certainly want to be what we are. We certainly want to be Yidin. Do we want to simply recycle what we already have? Then what's the point of us existing? If all we are is just another repetition of another repetition of another repetition, then, then, then what's the point of it? We all know that things that just keep being recycled fall apart. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu was mechadish, that out of a shevet, new shvatim can come. In some ways, it's a bigger chiddush than Avraham Avinu. Yosef is a shevet. And Yosef is able to produce two new shvatim, Ephraim and Menashe. That's something that is an incredibly more complex bracha than what was given to Avram. And it's, it means we're drawing from the same place, and yet we're different. We're shvatim, and yet we're new shevet. And that's a unique bracha for Kaisra. I'd like to speak, to apply it a minute to a person developing. There's a stage in life when we become different people. We're always Yisrael. Uh, Yisrael is Yisrael no matter what he did. But everyone understands that, especially years like these, are transformative years. And we really become new people. And that's wonderful. But there's always a point when things seem to plateau. And then the feeling of excitement, the feeling of challenge, the feeling of, of, of becoming something bigger dims. We just don't seem to have it. And it becomes many times something that frustrates our growth. Understand that in Yiddishkeit itself, for a person who is a Bentura, for a person who's sitting and learning, for a person who's doing what's right, there's a bracha that he can keep rejuvenating. Yes, I was davening and learning yesterday, I'm davening today, but it's different. It's a whole new different davening and learning. I was doing all the mitzvahs yesterday, Yes, but I understand it much more deeply today. I relate to it differently, and so on. The bracha that we bench our children in Klai Yisrael is the Ephraim and Menashe bracha. That from Shvatim comes Shvatim. They remain Shvatim, and yet they are different, uniquely different Shvatim. That's a bracha that is unique to Klai Yisrael, and it's vital if Klai Yisrael is to continue to do this. Because something that stays the same disintegrates. Something that comes something else has is lost its own identity. Something which is able to find chiddush in itself, is chashit itself, that can stay forever. So, Be'ez Hashem, for those of you who are in the tkuf of your lives that are still transformative, 
may that transformation be executed well. May may you turn into the in, into the into the format of the person you want to be. And for those of you that are moving forward past that, and for everyone, when you get to that point, may you always find ischatus, um, in keep keep doing what's right, and keep finding new meaning and new attachment to what you're doing, Be'ez Hashem. And may everyone become like Ephraim and Hashem, Be'ez Hashem. Does anybody have any questions? Stop up. Just overall growth for any So the question: When do you realize when you? How do you like know when it's a good time to break and when it's not? So it's a, it's a let's let's take an analogy. If a person is working at something that he's good at, successful at, and he knows that as he keeps working, his his production goes down. He knows that if he takes an occasional break, he maintains productivity. So he keeps um, sort of jigging a bit and seeing, do I really need to take such a big break? Am I, am I just kind of still worn out? I guess as long as a person is self-aware and he's honest with himself, so he needs to ask himself, a person tries cutting down a bit. If it's not going well, then he knows he needs to retain it. If it's going well, then he realizes that there was extra time that was that that was used unproductively. So there's a bit of trial and error and, and being honest with yourself. Yeah. Um, why you could say your name where you're from? And the from London. Okay. Why? Why does God do or care about anything? Kind of. Like why would he? Why would he create us? Why would he make us? And why would he care like what we do? Like he's so above us in every single way. He, it's not like he was bored that he needed us like to, to entertain him, and he doesn't need us to like bless him or anything like that. Like why? What's the purpose? So um, simple question. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> simple one. It's just the way starting off low. <laughs> That's why I didn't raise my hand. And <laughs> where, did, where did you go to school in London, if I may ask? Haswell. So let, let's um, let's take let's take an analogy, and then we'll we'll, we'll I'll, I'll try to segue to this. When I was in high school, physics was something that made sense from A to Z. In other words, if something didn't push or pull then it wasn't physics. It, it had to be something that, even if I was dealing with something small, I could simply translate it to my level, and it, ha- it was the same thing. Um, this molecule pushes against this molecule, and that's where you get heat from, or whatever it is. In the last few decades, we realized that that picture is not consistent. If somebody, if somebody um, would say a, a svar in physics that made no sense, he'd be out. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It can't be. We slowly began to realize that there's a certain perimeter which, outside of which things don't make sense. Quantum physics, things that deal with particles smaller than, than the atomic the particles, work in a way that, quote-unquote, makes no sense to us. So what we pick up is we can, we can give some sort of seder adverb and explain what happens and so on, but the rhyme or reason, it's not just that we don't know. Uh, uh, for instance, that things, what, what's called entanglement, that things can communicate in ways that are instant, literally instant, makes no sense. 
it's it meaning there's nothing that can translate into our world or our mind. But we accept it as a fact because it seems to work a lot. So what I get out of that is my brain is limited, and to make sure that I thoroughly understand things well, I need to make a clear framework for what I do understand, what I can understand, and what I need to deal with as reality, despite the fact that I'll never understand it. It's not that it just happened outside, it's never understand. It says a person can't ask malamala, malamata. It means that our brain is a box. Anything within the box is fair game to understand. We can understand it, and basically we're obligated to understand it. Anything outside of that box, we have no way to understand it. Our logic, our brain cells are not equipped to deal with it. So um, when it comes to any question dealing with Akadosh Baruch Hu, in other words, he to himself, that's out of the box. And it's, it's fruitless. There's no way, there's, it's futile because there's no way to talk about it. We don't have language, circuits, logic, brain cells that deal with it. Same way that we don't have for much of modern, so-called modern physics. Anything, so our question of what Akashbaru wants from us starts with once what he wants from us crosses into our world. So within our world, the things that are described as tov are the things he wants out of us. Um, he wants out of us the recognition and so on. Those questions, are, those points are very appropriate because they form the framework for what we're supposed to do. But there is zero possibility of us having any understanding of the why is God the Kodesh Baruch Hu. So we, we make a clear distinction. By understanding the limits of our brains, we understand what's probable and what's not. Therefore, so, so your question is unanswerable for anything, for anyone. Um, and, and the same way, like, how could two things act at the same time is an unanswerable question. It, it acts in a way that doesn't make sense. There's no sequence. There's no cause and effect. It is. So we know it is, and we have to deal with, and therefore, what, what do we get at it? That's where, that's where quantum computing is going to come from. But, but, but understanding very sharply that from point A onwards, Seichel has no understanding, and yet, and yet it exists. So the Hashem wouldn't be accepting all total then? So, so one accepts in the framework of what I understand, the world has a purpose. I look into myself. A person, if, 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 let's take a, a, a let's a, let a person look at himself and say the following. An animal is, is built around self-preservation. If an animal is what to eat, it's not in danger, then an animal is a happy animal. If a person has a trust fund set up and his cares are taken off to the end of days, and he's in a nice, safe place, and he feels he's useless, he's a good candidate for suicide. Because what's the point of it? So that means there has to be a point to something. I'm hardwired that there needs to be a tachlis. And that means that the world is built in with a tachlis. Where's that coming from? What is a tachlis? So I need, to, I need to introspect and find in myself those nekudas. But when I talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I stop at a certain place and say, Ad Khan, my sefer works. From this point onwards, it's just not working. So it, it's not going to work. Yes? Uh, I mean, there's, there's a, lot, a lot of ways to get over like, emotional walls, right? Like, a lot of people have, like, build up emotional walls up the life habits or, or just common general. For certain things, I mean, there's a lot of ways to deal with it, but like, what's a good way to use general? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess, I, if, it, if it's a specific question, you need to ask a specific person. <laughs> so, so, let, so, let's talk a little bit about, about the, the um, in general, um, 
any type, I, I, I'm going to try to address it from a religious point of view, obviously, in, in, in the sense that uh, I'm not a psychologist and, and a person dealing with specific issues is, is, is equipped professionally. But I want to think a little bit about how we deal from a firm way about it. For instance, bitachon includes a certain emotional transition. Um, bitachon includes in a certain sense of calm, not worrying, many things like that. Whenever you want to um, deal with a person's emotions, what you try to do is draw a bigger picture. So, for instance, a child will be very disappointed that he didn't get a toy, be very disappointed he didn't win a certain prize. Because his context of everything is that prize or that toy or whatever it is. When somebody becomes um, older or as an adult advising a young boy or young child, I try to draw a bigger picture and say this is only one point in part of a bigger picture. And yes, you may have missed out on this point, but there's so much more and, the, and therefore, your sense of the world having caved in is wrong. That's, that's a way to deal with many, many emotional stresses. When I try to repaint the picture and understand you know, that it's a bigger picture than you imagine, and therefore, by going forward and, and doing X, Y, and Z, you will, you will have much more than this particular point. A belief in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and that a person's life has meaning, and that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is out to bring a person to the shlemus that he can, gives a context for many things. So if, let's say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu presents a frustration for me, HaKadosh Baruch Hu presents uh, running into a brick wall, by saying it's not an accident, but part of the bigger picture, that I need this experience to shape me to become the person I become, gives a very context to it. So yes, so let's say I had a run-in with somebody, and this person got very upset at me, very angry and I'm very hurt. Now I need to step back and say, Akadosh Baruch Hu brought this parasha to head. Why? I may not know why, but I needed to learn from this interaction in a way that makes me a better person, a bigger person, a growing person. And that's a way to sort of deal with these type of things. Um, so so Emunah a, a, a in Akadosh Baruch Hu, and Bittach in Akadosh Baruch Hu, is something that, that helps you get that. That's the... Yes. Uh, if someone feels that they are putting in the work as far as in their learning, and even if they get I'll say temporary Gishmak out of but they don't feel like a sense of a broader accomplishment, what do you well, uh, suggest for people? They feel like they're putting in the work, and even as they're looking at Gishmak, they don't feel a broader sense of like the big picture of what they're building. Um, so it really depends on where a person is holding and learning. But a lot of times, um, I think if a person learns to sum up sugis in writing, not to write what a Rebbe says in Shir or what it says, but a person is able to sort of, in his own words, to sum up a sugya, that tends to help people get a sense that they, this is a, a subject that I know, this is a sugya that I have down. I think, I think getting that down is, is an important tool in feeling that you've accomplished something. Um, testing on sugis, things where you can have tangible senses of, yes, just like people who take a test on your day, they tend to be extremely happy about it, feel very accomplished. Ah, Baruch Hashem, I did it, and, and I know it, and I was tested. I think those are things that are very helpful. Yes? What is the ultimate goal of learning? And why is such the large cultural actually it's not right. So our understanding well it's our understanding, but it, it, it's it's the thing that gives us the biggest keyboard Takarish Barahu. Understanding exactly what he has in mind is the place where we can get the closest connection to Akarish Barahu. And therefore um, we really Akashbahu wants that when somebody borrows things he returns it a certain way. That when someone um, damages someone else, good does that. By going through those motions and rethinking it, we're identifying with the sense of right and wrong and good and bad. And, and, and we believe and we see it, people who engage in sugyas in ways that 
that they put themselves into it, it's transformative. Even if we can't explain exactly how that works, you see it. You see people who spent years learning, there's a transformation there. Yes? What's the world going to be like when Mashiach comes? Is it going to be normal? Or? So there's actually... So let's... let's what do you want to know about Amazon? What? What is it with Amazon still the next year? Amazon will bring you the stuff even if you didn't order it. You'll get it delivered without the... Um, I, I want to quote a Rambam about something like it and then apply it. The, the Rambam describes people who are um, people who ask about Olam Haba and questions like so this, that, the other thing and he says by asking the questions they're missing the point Moshiach, the Ramam says is restoring Klal Yisrael's Ruchniyistika coma um, stature it includes being a nation by having a Melech having a base of Middash as a Ruchniyistika focal point returning all of Avoda to all of the mitzvahs that we're missing. None of us are really showing mitzvahs because we're missing most of the mitzvahs. And bringing back so much gosh that's missing. That's Mashiach. How, how the hall is going to be set up, what they're going to serve for dinner, is really not part of the picture. It's about Hulks and Gemara, if Eimbein, Moser, Sheikh, Al-Shemar, but it's not the relevant focus. The relevant focus is we are a zecher of what Kaisal was. We're not Kaisal. We're not one nation. We're a thousand shtiblach, split into a thousand sub-shtiblach. We're not Kaisal. We're missing 90% of the Yidin don't, don't know a thing. We're not Kaisal. We, we, we don't have a base we, we, we All of these things we're missing. And when that returns, so our, our yearning for Mashiach is a yearning for restoration. How it will be physically be? Mr. Shem will see. Last time we should both see. Trade pictures. What? Yes. Um, how should one look at like a Hasidus and learning all day and and I'm not Hasidic. Like how should one look at that? Like, we're, like learning here, like basically, like, Jews are and, and life. Like how should like there is. I, 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 I've lost you a bit. You're talking about Hasidus vis-a-vis learning. You're talking about both of them vis-a-vis life. I, which, which piece against which? Who's against whom? Who? who no, I, I, I get it. Just, no, so, 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 so I, I just want to try to ex- explain to me, cl- clarify me what... what in, in time. Like, um, investing time in Hasidus versus investing time in... in like, would that be of value? Like, what would that be? Maybe it's like... Yeah. What is the Hasidus... Movement offering, and then what would be for a boy from Derek to be investing in that? So, that? in all in all counts, the the the, the Derek that we received, I think vast majority of Hasidists would be in agreement is that it's like a difference between bread, meat, and spices. In other words, what is the bulk, and what gives the taste and inspiration? So it's true that bread, bread or meat are what fill a person. Without spice, there's not much heishik for it. Add the right amount of spice, you really, you really relish the meat and the bread. Add too much spice, and you're busy, you know, dousing flames with water. So Hasidus and Musa are inspirational, and they give the life and inspiration to it. But the volume is meant to be bread and meat. Nick speaks about it. Uh, you know, it, it, that, you know, instead of where your rockish should go, this should go in. It, it, so, so by and large, in terms of volume, the, the Gemara should be the large volume of it. And other things are crucial to add um, inspiration and for it. Yes? How do you uh, ask the good question? Uh, what was the parameter of the good question? <laughs> you know what? If it leads you, if it leads you 
to understanding a step further, it's a good question. If it's leading, a, a question that's leading a person to understanding is, is a very, we always move forward with a question. That's what the Gemara does. So, so finding a question that takes a step further, I, I guess that's the way to describe it. Yes? So, I, I usually, my personal feelings lean towards the individual and away from the institution. People always talk about making these giant programs that unite. Every time you touch base, especially I think this is one of the things that the firm community could do, should do better. They have a program like this in they have a little bit like that in America, partners in Torah type of program, where you have people <coughs> learning with people outside. Just the contact itself, um, <coughs> I think it's mutually beneficial, and the contact should be you know, on, on, a, on some sort of Torah, where it's Perky Avis, Tomish, anything. I think that that's the best way to do it, one person at a time. I'm very wary of organizations and big movements and big uh, um, campaigns. I don't know. Something about it leaves me cold. Person to person, if you can arrange one-on-one learning with people, even, even if they don't become from, but the fact is they have this contact, it's helpful for people from to realize that the other people are people who have an ashama, would like good, don't have the upbringing we have, are struggling to get there, good people in many ways. And the other people realize <coughs> that we have something that's invaluable, and that's, and, and that's, that's a gift of generations. Yes? Um, why is it okay that we eat meat? Um, isn't it causing unnecessary suffering to like these animals? So let's go back to the, to, to the, to, 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 you know, what we find in the world. Akashpur created the world. Many animals eat animals. Why? But again, but Akashpur arranged it in a certain way, which means that there is something like that. Um, now, so that means somewhere along in the Bria, there is an arrangement where um, people, where, where, where beings can eat beings. <laughs> Um, do I understand why? I don't understand. I don't understand why. I understand why not. In regards to people, um, this unnecessary suffering, it takes a second to kill an animal. It's a lot more. The reason why you can't kill a person, imagine that I hit a person really hard. So I speak about suffering. Imagine I slip a tranquilizer into his drink strong enough to kill him. The person goes to sleep and never wakes up. Um, that's not suffering, it's a life. And unless I'm able to put a value on a life and say, for instance, modern society has decided that a life of suffering is not a great life. It's not only suffering. If a person can't do much, that's also not a life worth living. Um, If a person is just useless and old, at the end of the day, deciding the value of life is a Kachpahu's domain, because he gave life. So we're not talking about cruelty or suffering per se, we're talking about the value of life. And if Akash Baruch gave life and he said, we can do it, then, then it's right. Um, because he, he's the one who placed that, who placed that value on life. Yes? Um, so like, I was wondering, like, how do like, like, we do everything for reward? We do it for like, you know, whether it's like incentive programs or whatever. <coughs> the reward is like in the next world. So like, how do we make something that's not like tangible? We don't, we don't understand what that reward is. How do we like make that into something that we can like someone understand? So it's good to give yourself a bridge. Um, the Ramam gives a marshal. The Ramam in his Akdama to Chelek gives a marshal about how you build a ladder of different pleasures. A child starts with candies, then you work to money, then clothing, honor, and finally lishma. In other words, 
as a person's sense of pleasure goes from the most physical to the most refined, we begin to sense, every person awakens in him a sense of, I did something good, and it's good. Imagine doing something good that you didn't tell anybody and you won't tell anybody. There's a certain deeper sense of satisfaction in it, and you feel good about it. Even though it's hard to translate that, why? So a young child can understand things that taste good or good. Recognition is not something he really understands. An older child begins to understand recognition. I like it when people look at me and say, you're very nice. But an older person begins to understand it's just the right thing. I did the right thing. And I know deep down that something, it's, a, it's a very strong sense of good. That's the sense where a person has to try to tap into. Yeah. What's the definition of what? What's the definition of um, what makes someone a ben Torah, and how how does one get to that uh, point? So it's it's very difficult because no one ever established the dictionary definition of it. It's not like there was a society of Torah that decided what is ben Torah. I hear that term a lot. Yeah. No. Yes. Correct. So so let, let's. It, it is the word is used uh, in Torah. I want. Let's try to give a definition that I think is would work in, in, in the sense it's used. There are people who obey Torah mitzvahs and, and they do what the rabbi says to do, but they don't, they, they don't identify with it. Yeah, the rabbi says you can't do it. I don't know why, but the rabbi says you can't do it, so we don't do it. Because the rabbi said you don't do it. But they never learned the halacha, they never lived it. They don't identify with the mechanics of it, with the internal part of it. They're obedient people, they're, they're fine people, and so on. It's like when you're, when, when, let's say a person who, who grew up not knowing very much about medicine, biology, and doctors telling him you must do this, this, and this, you listen because you know that he's a doctor, he knows what to do, but you, you're doing it as a clueless person. It's the white pill with two red pills, and, 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 it's, and it's this needle and that needle. Understanding what you're doing and identifying as a Torah person doing what you're doing as a Torah person is what makes a person a mentorer. That's I, I would feel that that's the, the right definition. How does one get there? It, it means learning in both learning so that you, you know enough that you, it resonates with you, the halacha resonates with you, the internal dynamic halacha, and you're enough in an environment where you realize that this, this type of rutsin is, is the tov that you want, that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, you said before, like a certain level of maturity or something that um, you get from just having a sense of morale, a moral code that when you do something right, you just feels right without any recognition. How does one obtain that? So you know, when you learn Musa's fire, so let, let's let's take an again, let's take an analogy that will that will help us. If somebody is not musical, all the musical lessons music lessons was not going to help much. But a person has some sort of musical chush, which many people have, and I sit and I strum two different chords, and the person begins to get it. It begins. He, he begins to, to get it. I sort of awaken in a person that sense. We believe a person is a helical kind of mouth. A person has an ishamu. When you learn a maimah chazal or musa sefer that you feel in particular speaks to you. What it does is it sort of allows your inner neshama to resonate with it. And, and you're able to sort of, um, it awakens in you. So just like when you hear somebody in music and it's making an effort at helping you identify different things, something awakens in you. Rabbi Saul Salanta's derech was by taking a maimah chazal or a pasik that you feel especially speaks to you and repeating it again and again in a way that will make us awaken some emotional. Hasidus, many of Hasidus worked a lot on um, singing together in a very intense way, davening in a very intense way. Um, some of the Hasidus worked on learning different things that, that help arouse a person's feelings and sense of things. So the, the avenue most open does is to take a safer that you feel talks to you and let the words sink into you. Learn it not for the knowledge as much as for the resonance of, of your neshama with the message in, in, in that in that sefer. Yeah. Um, so, how can somebody that's like like born like gay, maybe like 
like not like idly named just like straight gay like how can you like expected to like marry a woman like go to Shalom Bayes Nema and like you know when he's living a lie his wife's living a lie his kids might like get all messed up it's like they see there's no like real intimacy between like their parents so like like how can like they be expected to see the Torah as like MS and like you know just like live their life like that so it's a complex question with a lot of with a lot of assumptions, which I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I, you know, it's, it's a broad topic. I don't know if I agree with the fact that there any that is any great number of people that are quote unquote born gay. Two, there are people who are born with objectively difficult situations, and. They'll face life a lot of difficulties. People are born severely handicapped in ways that if having a family life would be very difficult. I don't know why, but it never gives a person allowance to bear from Torah. Maybe this person is serious nefesh to say, it's difficult for me, but I'm doing it because it's right. You know, Avram was asked to sacrifice Yitzchak. He had no idea that this was not a Kajbos Ratzin, and he went and did it. It, it goes against everything a person can stand for, and much more than the lie of living with a woman when you rather have a man. And he did it, and we live off that. At the end of the day, Kachpahu gave us right and wrong. And we can, we can be honest ourselves and say, I have desires this way, that way. But I can never excuse the idea that this is the inherent self in person, um, I believe not. So just like a person who's born there are unfortunately a percentage of people born in that their lives will never be a normal life. And you ask yourself why. And there are people who are born with, with family situations that, that, that are extraordinarily difficult. And, and, you, and, and you have to say, I don't know, this is part of those, that area that I can't possibly know. But, so when you talk about something like this, I, I, I don't think that there are that many people that are that are born in a way that they can't have very positive relationship with a woman, and therefore I think it applies to a very small group of people. But be it as it may, at the end of the day, if it's us, I have to do what's right, and and it's not a lie. I'm doing what's right because if I if I can have a family, then this is the family Akash wants me to have, even though it's difficult, like many other things that are difficult. Yes. So, if the, I don't, you know, I, I know there's a lot of controversy for different therapies. I, I don't know. In other words, but the, fir- the first episode is, and, and, you know, you have, you, you, you have when, in, in my days, when, when, when I was reading, um, you know, our novels was where you had to marry this girl or, or you're going to commit suicide. There was a sir, Sanchefal Hirsch's, um, one of his big supporters was Rothschild, one of the Rothschilds. And he came to him and he said that his daughter said that she wants to marry the following person. I'm not sure if he was not Jewish or he was not from. And he said, no way, absolutely not. He said, he came back and said she threatened to commit suicide. He, he thought a long moment and he said, you still can't let her. Rothschild never spoke to Hirsch again, but he continued to support his institutions. Very interesting, a fascinating story. So it's true. I just don't remember if it was a Goya. He said... I, I, Germany said, still not. So a person, a person can have very strong sense that this is the person I want. If he's not Jewish, a person can be married to someone else. I have to be able to say, if this is right, if, if therapy helps, that's fine. If, if it doesn't, it's still, again, it's, 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 if, it's wor- if it works and it does well, then it's a great tool. But a person's first attitude has to be, our sexual drives and cravings are not who we are. Um, because every one of us would believe that even if we had the strongest feelings like, like in the old, old-time novels, that this particular woman is my dream and this is and life is not worth living without her and we're going to kill each other if we don't get married, we know that that's a fantasy and we know that a person is more than that. You know, a person, Yosef Atzadik had the strongest craving for a person and he ran the other way and he set a certain standard for what Sadik is. And, and the point is not, the point is our self is not, I once heard from somebody who calls himself an Orthodox rabbi, the following statement, that our sexuality is our most important part of myself. 
I think that that is as strafe a word as you can get. I mean, I, 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 I mean, echelka kai mal is sexuality? My gosh. I don't know. That's a chelik mitachas, not milamalo. Like, like, what is he talking about? It's a strong, it's a strong physical drive. Yes, it's a very strong physical drive. Yes, but I'm bigger than that. And Yosef Atzadik is the father of all those who are bigger than that. And he was able to say, and he was willing to take on the one hand the strongest physical urge, and the other hand terrible danger. And he did it. And that's that's why you get a bracha of, of you know that that his own children were as fresh and vibrant as him. They became shvatim like him. Yes. Uh, I heard the Ralph talk about um, how it's important that, I mean, you, you once said in the Marshall that you know, there are three, three different types of families who raise kids. You said, let's say, one who has, um, the, you said, one who uh, doesn't bring it up with the TV, that's good. One who brings them up with the TV, okay, well, and he said the, the other type, the worst type of family is one who brings up with the, with the TV upstairs in the cupboard because that, ch- that, car- that child knows the entire life that Yiddish is just a game. Um, and you were, you were making the point that, that you can't send your child to a school where you're espousing different hashkafas at home too, and that work, works even both ways, meaning even if you're being more religious in the school, so still you're teaching the kid, you're basically instilling in the child not to take any hashkafa b'chalal from, because the te- teachers are clowns or jokes or, or however, you want to, however you want to understand that. So I understand very well, let's say a place like America, so you've got a vast option, not just of schools, but places to live. So I come from, from London, and let's say there we have really a selection of three schools, and, they, and, and even, let's say, the more religious ones, which let's say learning all day, so they would, let's say, strike hashkafic points, which, which even if I agree with the learning there, then I don't agree with the hashkafic points uh, as a general rule. So how do you bring up, how do you bring up um, children in a, in a system where you don't have so much choice, or is the best thing really to, to move out of the, of the country even? <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not at war with London. With England. <laughs> um, in general, so if it's hashkafic points, it, 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 the core principle that I said is right: that a person cannot raise children in a school that's different than him. If, if the sense is that he scorns the school, or is, and so on, there are ways around certain things. Let's give one or two examples. Mm-hmm. If I'm not a chassid and I'm in a community where the only schools are Gera schools, just picking up Tzidus. And, and that's what I have to send my kids to. I can tell them there are different drachim and Hashem. In this school is a Gera derech. Therefore, when it, what's Nagea, X, Y, and Z, we're in the same wavelength. Um, there's another Eifin and Dizinyanim, we're different. So that's manageable, if you have Eilag Yimchai. If there are issues more that you disagree with how things are said and so on and so forth, it's also as long as you don't scorn or, or mock or something like that, you can also explain things slightly differently. For instance, let's say a place has a certain way of explaining things with Maifsim and Nisim, with Siddish Maisis. If you never tell those stories and you speak stories about your Shemayim and so on and so forth, the kid will pick up that you feel this is the more important part. It's not important that the Rebbe do a Mephison, it's important how much Yerushimayim the Rebbe exhibited. So there's subtle ways to do it where to get another message across. But if, it's, if you openly will do something without explaining, if you're just not as careful as other people are, or whatever it is, then it's, then it's, then it's a problem. You have to really agonize, is it, a, is it a right fit for your kids or not? Yes? Um, when going back like home, um, how do we prioritize like God and everything? Where do you live? Canada. What? Toronto. 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 Um, what do you mean more specifically? How do you prioritize God? Let's, uh... Uh, some some of us come from families that don't. Um, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was there was a, 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 a vice president in the United States, Humphrey, many years ago. I forgot. I think it was LBJ's vice president. Uh, a nice Minnesota senator became vice president, and his daughter was young when they moved to Washington, and she said her prayers in Minneapolis the night before they left Washington, and at the end of her prayers she said, and now dear God, dear God, I'm, I, goodbye for a while, I'm off to Washington, <laughs> which, which sort of described the, 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 the sense of, of uh, I think 
understanding that going into Golas, even if you're not doing everything that you're, that's right, understand that Akash Baruch is the same. It's hard for you, and you know every person has his level that he can cope with. But never minimize, you know, spend some of the parts holding on. Akash Baruch is there. This is what we read these weeks, Cedrus. Kachbochu is there no matter what. He's not a Kachbochu who doesn't live on near Shalahim, lives everywhere. And in Toronto, there's Baruch Hashem, beautiful communities. Even if you go once, if you go, if you go once a day, that's great. If you go once a week, two or from communities, sit in the base Madrash, dumb once a community, once a week. So at least there's a sense of, of connection. That's, that's, a, that's, a, 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 that's something that's vital. So, you know, you are, every person is, is stronger or weaker, and, and he can do more and he can do less when he's away, but at least keep that connection, it's vital. Yeah? Sometimes um, you see them as like a lot of different people that have more insulting learning and less insulting learning, and they're working, you know, for many years in a certain area of learning, but people, you know, want to go about the trainers, so have more staff to that are just flying through. And sometimes it gets very difficult to understand or to live when people you know, have such a vast majority of knowledge and see how they and slow when they're just learning more and more and more. <coughs> people are working on, on say, for a juice farm in one area of the world. It's going to be a little People who are still just trying to so there are two aspects to learning. There's the aspect that we share together. So who should pass now Shilas? The person who knows your day best. Uh, who should set the course of, of uh, action for our Tzibur? The person that we feel represents the, the essence of Torah. So over there, it's competitive. And we naturally need to look to the biggest Talmud Chacham, Hashem's Talmud however you want to describe it. Um, but learning is every person's personal connection to Hashem. And it, it, you, every single person, Hashem gave him his way of seeing Torah, in, and that's the way he connects to Hashem. If you're learning and you understand in your way what you're learning, however long it takes you, however hard you have to work, that's your personal Akadosh Baruch Nobody exists in that world. Akadosh Baruch is infinite. And each one of us has a total connection to Akadosh Even regards to the other person. So the fact that somebody else is a bigger, bigger, much bigger Tamit Chacham, somebody is a much smaller Tamit Chacham, is irrelevant. At the end of the day, your connection to Akadosh is the same because... If you're using 100% of your kishrinus to, to connect Hashem Baruch Hu, you're 100% connected to Hashem Baruch Hu. The fact that I'm using 100% of my kishrinus, I'm way past that, is, is important when we're dealing with a tzibur. It's not important every yachid. Every yachid has its own kishrinus Hashem Baruch Hu. Torah is a primary vehicle for it, and it's, it's dependent on nothing but you yourself and Hashem Baruch Hu. Yeah? Is becoming rich is positive goal? So I would say a goal, no. In other words, if you take a look, we have a bracha for Parnassa. And the bracha is formulated in a very specific way. It doesn't say, make us rich. It says, Baruch Hashem Aleinu. A person has an enterprise. This person is a businessman, this person is a doctor, this person is a carpenter. Bracha b'maisi yadav is a very, very positive value. That's my place in this world. My place in this world is to build chairs. I want to see my sprach. My sprach is the chairs I build are well. People like them. People use them well. And, and Parnassa is, is many times an uh, outgrowth of that. So to be mispalal and want bracha, that's positive. Wealth, if a kach gives it, a person needs to ask himself, what am I meant to do with it? A person may use to make to make life easier for himself. A person needs to ask himself always: If I have a, 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 a disproportionate amount of wealth, what does I want to do with it? 
Yes, the ones that you I answer, maybe just you. I just want to try to get people that, that haven't. Yeah? We did speak about it before, but I guess it, it, um, I, I was with the other group. Um, anything that draws you in and has no tachlis is be'etzim mysterious from lifestyle. If we believe we're in a shama put in this world for a tachlis, then anything that's not headed for that tachlis is misusing, not using the neshama. Now, can a person work 24-7? Almost nobody can. Most of all. So taking breaks so that we can work better, that's positive. But getting involved in something that becomes what we want, what we look forward to, and what keeps us engaged hour after hour after hour after hour it is a steer of Edson to understanding of, of, what a, of what a from lifestyle is. Where we're holding time wise, I don't know. Well, finish up, finish up one, two, four, Anybody didn't ask if someone knew? Yes. Um, so I feel like there's a difference So it's like if I, if I could use a, a, again a marshal like like an army boot camp. Even if you're a computer geek and you're gonna be able to crack the code of the enemy, you still have to figure out. You have to know how to salute and how to clean a gun and how to adjust the officer and so on and so forth. The basis for everything is really the Gemara. And knowing how to learn a Gemara, both technically, reading the words and putting senses, understanding in a basic way how the halacha comes out and, and what happens, is vital for any type of progress. Learning halacha without understanding <coughs> is just, this person said this, this person said this. Yeah. That's very, it doesn't give you a real understanding of it. It's like, this doctor says this, this doctor says this. If you don't have any clue about what a virus is and how it attaches itself and what effect the vaccine is that, it's just like it's name against name. It doesn't mean anything. To be able to have a more fundamental sense of attachment to it, it's vital to have the basics. Every person can feel, and obviously once a person has some sense of the basics, um, one person has infinity for the halacha more, one for other things, that, then it becomes something you can branch into. But to have a fundamental sense of it is really vital for, for, for being able to be part of it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, let's say So I don't I don't know the environment you're talking about, but for many people, engaging them in Jewish activities, whether it's a Shabbos by somebody, whether it's a Yonta by somebody, whether it, it, it getting people to be involved, coming to shul occasionally and, and dabbing some part. Tamu rule to some degree is helpful. At least it gets the person involved, engaged. Depends on the maturity and so on. But but the world of mitzvahs is is um, is helpful that way. Okay, maybe one more. Okay, I don't know what time. I know we have. Yes, very much so. Um, if um, if someone can't dominate, you say at least put the Tefillin is a dub, it's, it's one of the three mitzvahs that's a Dabash Bektusha. It, it has many aspects to it that's very, very special. A, it has real Kedusha. You're taking all mitzvahs, once you finish doing it, halachically doesn't really have Kedusha to it. Tefillin, mezuzah, sefetor have Kedusha. And the Kshira, the, the Kshart is something that means it binds to a person very strongly. And that's why Tefillin is very, very, a, a, a very powerful mitzvah. You know, it, it's physically, ukshata means it's something that becomes part of you, as opposed to mitzvah, I'm doing something, 
I'm, I'm tying something. And what I'm tying is a Dabash of So it's a way of bringing Kedusha to a person in a way, that, in a way that's unique. Okay, good. Thank, thank you very class. much. Uh, if you would like to point it's available for the Lopiazza, give it to the big Spanish girl. Thank you.